0: Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And I guess the last part of that verse is what's been with me for the last two or three days. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul. We live in a me generation. It's me and mine and don't care about anybody else. We live in a world as people's outlook today is what have you got for me? What can I get out of it? What's what's in it for me? And if there's nothing in it for me, then I don't want anything to do with it. That's the attitude of the world that we live in today. But I want you to notice something about this verse. Let's read it again. For What is is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? For what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? If you could own it all and died and went to hell, what good would it do? We went a few years ago. I went with my son. We went to New York City. And I stood right in front of the building, and right in front of the sign that said, Trump Tower on him. And I'm not being critical. He's, he's, you all know he's got a lot of money. But his money won't help him when he stands before the Lord. You might own a lot of property. You may have money in the bank. You may have a fine, fancy home, you may drive the most expensive car money can buy that won't help you when you stand before the Lord. You better know him as you say. What has a man profited if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? And this part of the verse is the one I really want to focus on. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Did you know the Lord is not going to run you down? to save you. He's not going to drag you by the hair of the head to save your soul. Well, preacher, and I, I just want to start right where we're at. And <clears throat> we're probably on mute back there, Debbie. But I want, I want to just start right where we're at. What do I need to be saved from, preacher? Why do I need to be saved? Why can't I just live my life and be okay and never make a change or never do anything? Because, friend, you're going to die. I don't know. Occasionally we see folks that live to 100. We can read in Bible days where there was a man, I think, named Methuselah that lived to be around 900. You don't see that in this day and age. If men live to be 100 years old, it's been a long, long life but they die. And you will too. How do you know, preacher? Because I believe the King James Version Bible said it's appointed unto man once to die, and after death the judgment. But I want to tell you something about death. This is what dies. This is what dies. The flesh of a man. The Bible said there's an inward man and an outward man. And when the flesh dies the outward man goes to the grave. But that that's on the inside of a man, your soul is going to live on somewhere and you're responsible for it. Did you know that? Don't take it for granted. Now Alex and his wife has got a a baby right here. They take good care of it. They wash over it. It's fed. It's nourished. It's, it's wrapped up. It's warm. They nurture it. They care for it. They love it. I've seen them, and, and we have. We have. I guess Chuck here in the church. He works for DCS. He's seen them not taken care of. He's seen them neglected. He's seen them abandoned. He's seen them malnourished. You see, friend, you're responsible for your soul. And you're responsible for where it goes. I love you. I'd do anything I could do to help you to get from earth to glory. And the best thing I could do is to preach you God's Word. But when it comes to whether or not you go to heaven... Now listen, there are two places that your soul can go. I, I just don't know how to, how to bring it across. I want to bring it across so simple that the least in and under the sound of my voice can understand it today. You, are, you have a responsibility. This is up to you whether or not you live in heaven or whether or not you go to hell. I can't get you to heaven on my own. Holding on to my, to my dress shirt or holding on to my hand or holding on to the to hem of my pants won't get you there. You probably have folks here in this church that you know has been in church all their lives. And they've lived a life where they're good to you. They show Christian values. They show the love of God in their life. But knowing them is not enough for you to go to heaven. They have to. This is what the Bible says. Let every man work out his own salvation with fear and much trembling. You see friend, if you go to heaven, you have to choose to go there. And the way you make that choice is you give your life To the Lord Jesus Christ. The way you choose to go there is you give your soul to the Lord. You say, Here I am, Lord, I love you. I don't know what else to do. Jesus, please save me. And it'll work every time when you ask with a broken heart. When you want it more than anything, Jesus will come by and he'll do the saving. Thanks be to God. He's nine of them that are of a broken heart and we'll save such. As be of a contrite spirit. If you don't want to die and go to hell, choose today.
1: Give your
0: soul to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to save you. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? You see, it's just not happenstance that you're here this morning. It's not luck. I talked with Gary. He was, he was scheduled to go preach at another church this morning. But it fell through. And so he came on to Dutch Bombs. Well, guess what? God opened up a door for him to be a blessing to our young folks this morning. And I appreciate him stepping up whenever we needed somebody to fill in and help us in Sunday school. It's not happenstance that you showed up this morning. The Lord wanted you to hear the Gospel. He wanted you to heed the warning. He wanted you to know you have to do something. You have to give something. What do I have to give, preacher? You have to give your soul to the Lord. He needs you, and you need Him more than you'll ever realize. Now here's this child. She needs her mom and dad. But I'm here to tell you somewhere along life's way, Alex, she'll need Jesus more than she ever thought about needing mom and daddy. Because Jesus... Can do more for than Mom and Dad ever could in a lifetime. But he can you too. He loves you. Did you know that? What will a man give? In exchange for his soul. Now I know. I've seen them and you have too. I've seen them, some in my own family, come make a profession. And that's the last time you ever see anything of them as a Christian. They never darken the door of the church. You never hear them tell of the goodness of God. You never hear them talk about what blessings that they have along life's way. It's just me, 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 and more me, and give me, give me, give me. That's not biblical. Did you know that? This is what the Bible says. It says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Let me tell you what getting salvation does for you. It makes you want to give it to somebody else. It makes you want to give of yourself. It makes you want to give your life. It makes you want to live a dedicated life for him. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? Will you give a life of sacrifice? Will you give a life? Uh, will you give a life where the, you're steadfast, unmovable? Because that's what receiving salvation will cause in a man's heart. Uh, will you be like Paul? Will you be steadfast? Will you be unmovable? I, I read where he said this. I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And for all those that do love is a period. You know what he went through? He had 39 stripes, save one. He was beaten, he was cursed, he was he was cast aside, he was hated. But I'm here to tell you today, he stayed steadfast. He lifted up the name of the Lord. We live in a time today where men and women wear their feelings on their shoulders. Where just a little tug shit is enough to cause them to lay their cross down, to throw their Bible on the shelf, and to give up. I'm telling you today, if the Lord has saved you and given you eternal salvation, You need to give something in return. You need to give him your soul. You need to give him your life. You need to stand for him in this day. I thought about this last night. And maybe we preached a little bit on this Wednesday. Do you remember Nebuchadnezzar's son? He became the king after his father did. And he took the vessels of the house of the Lord. And served his wine to his concubines and his harlots in them. Made a mockery. And he saw the hand come on the wall of the plaster and the writing. And he called Daniel for the interpretation. And this was the interpretation. And I want you to put yourself in Nebuchadnezzar's son's shoes right now. This is what Daniel had to say to him. Thou has been weighed in the balances. You know what a balance is, don't you? It's a scale, and you put weight. And when the when the scale has equal weight, it will balance evenly out. Thou has been weighed in the balances and found wanting. So let's take a look. And what God has given to us, and what we have given to Him. He sent the best that heaven had. For God so loved the world. What did He give us? He gave His only begotten Son, and He didn't put qualifiers on it, He didn't say, I had to be white. He didn't say I had to be Caucasian. He didn't say I had to be Jewish. He didn't say that I had to be of a certain race or a certain ethnicity. He didn't say I had to live in a certain place geographically. He said that whosoever will would believe it on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He gave his son. To the drunkard. He gave his son to the drunk addict. He gave his son to the meanest and vilest of all of us. So that we could be saved. So that we could have eternal life. That's what he gave us. You know what else He gave us? He gave us a hope in heaven when this life is over. You know what else He gave us? He gave us joy. He gave us peace and passeth all understanding. He's our best friend. Oh, we have enough weight on that side of the scale yet. Now let's look at what we gave him. And this is as far as a lot of people get. Uh, 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 What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So we down on an altar and asked Jesus to save us. And he took the threat of hell away. He gave us a home in heaven when this life is over. What we give? We gave Him our soul. What else have we give Him? Have we given Him a life of praise? I'm afraid a lot of times all you hear from Mike is, Oh me! All you hear from Mike is grumbling and griping. when I should be praising Him if ever a man had to... Had to, had to Had the opportunity to say, oh me, it surely would have been the man called Job. It surely would have been him. He lost all that he had in a day's time. He lost his health. Sitting in the middle of a dusty road. Full of his body, full of sore boils. Until his old friends didn't even recognize him. Look like he ought to just cursed God and give up. That's what his wife said to do, but you know what Job did? He said, You talk like one of the foolish women. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Then he complained, then he grip. He said, Blessed be the name of the Lord. I believe he wanted to give praise to the Lord.
2: Amen.
0: We gave him our soul. What else are we giving him? When you consider all the things he's given you, what have you given him? What have we given him? We read about a fellow named John the Baptist. The Bible said of man born of woman, there's none greater than John the Baptist. You know what Jesus said about John the Baptist? That's what he said. And then he went on to say that in heaven he would be the least. You know what John the Baptist did? The Bible said his, his, his meat was of locusts and wild honey and his clothes was of camel hair. He was a man, I guess you'd call him a Nazarite. He lived a dedicated life before the Lord. He had the opportunity to compromise. Did you know that? When he was out (laughs) baptizing on the River Jordan, here came the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He could have smoothed that over and had him a big crowd. But you know what he did? He said, Who hath warred dutifully from the wrath to come? Break forth fruits, meek. For repentance for what came you out for to see uh, a shaken with a wind I'm here to tell you today he lived a dedicated life to the Lord when you get salvation it'll make you Paul said I, want, I hate the one things I once loved and I love the things I once hated I'm here to tell you that Jesus when he comes into your heart and gives you eternal salvation changes the want to in a man he makes a change I may be the same old ugly boy I was the same old boy on the night that I got saved as it was that morning when I got up. But on the inside, there was peace in my heart. On the inside, the fear of going to hell was gone. On the inside, I had a joy and a love that I couldn't explain how that came to be because I gave my soul to the Lord. preacher why should I give him anything because he made time and gave you the best he had we go about from day to day and never think that this could be our last one no idea when a car is going to cross the yellow line and hit you head on. We think one day we'll get old, we'll get cancer. One day we get old, heart disease will find us. If we've learned anything in the last two years, surely you have figured out by now that death don't care how old you are. They buried a boy this week that I taught at Del Rio. He was 33 years old. He had two small children. You see, death don't care. Well, I'm just a kid. I've got a long life ahead of me, are you? The first funeral I ever held was for a five-year-old. Just started first grade. It just started first grade. See, death don't care. He wasn't sick. You know what he was doing that brought about his death? He was on the back of the four-wheeler. He didn't have a helmet on. The driver hit a bump. He bounced off the, the four-wheeler. His head hit the pavement. <coughs> he never knew another thing. But for the grace of God, that could be me. That could be me. You see, friends? We've got a a person right here that was a part of this church for years, Jamie. A lot of you know who I'm talking about. They went on vacation. She got on a jet ski, having a great time, had an accident. It threw her. She broke her neck. And for for a, a month or two, she wasn't sure if she was either going to take another step. Could have got killed like that. Just a young woman, maybe 30, could have got killed in an instant like that. See, death can find you right now, right where you're at. We have no clue what tomorrow holds or if we'll even have one. So why not give your soul to the Lord today? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You won't be able to give enough money to escape hell. You won't be able to give enough money to breathe one more breath. You won't be able to give enough money to cause your heart to beat one more time. You won't be able to smile and give. Out of hell, you won't be able to be cute enough. You won't be able to be smart enough. The only escape you've got is to give your soul to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What shall a man give? Now I told you when I started. Miss Debbie Reed is our church clerk. She has a book that has a name of every member of Dutch Bottoms. But did you know there's a very good likelihood that the church rollbook and the book of life don't necessarily correlate? Did you know that having your name as a member of Dutch Bottoms Baptist Church is not enough to get you from earth to glory? You have to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I want to say this, I, I love that we've got new folks coming. I really, truly do. But I appreciate these old hands that's held this way together down through the years. I appreciate these old hands. And when times were hard and waves were high, they stayed right with it. They kept the church door open. They kept having church. They had the gospel preached to them. They lifted up the name of the Lord. Thank you, elderly, for keeping the way of the Lord at Dutch bottoms. Amen. Amen. They're the reason I could preach to you about salvation in the manner that I'm preaching to you today. They're the reason the doors were unlocked this morning. I appreciate our folks that are dedicated to the Lord. You see, when they got saved, they got something on the inside that made them want to tell somebody else about Jesus. Something happened to you. Amen. Right over there. Amen. Of his own admission. He didn't have the cleanest of mouths. Of his own admission, wasn't a churchgoer. But something happened that changed him from the inside out. Something happened over an altar over Baptist Tabernacle that changed that man on the inside, gave him a desire to know the Lord better. Let me tell you something about, young Christian, about the salvation that you've got. If you'll stay with the Lord and stay in church, that salvation that Jesus so generously gave you only gets better. For what is a man profited, if he shall gain the whole world? Did you know rich and poor are burning in hell right now? And I want to be clear on this. I don't don't preach a whole lot of doctrine, per se, as far as pushing it on you. There is no other place to go. You will go to heaven or you will go to hell. There is no other place to go. I know we've got denominations that that believe there's a purgatory. I know we've got denominations that believe you can pray people out of that awful place. You better pray for yourself because it's your choice. You alone make the choice as to whether or not you're going to heaven or whether or not you're going to hell. He put that in your lap. I can't make you go either place. I've had people that didn't like me. I've had people that wished ill on me. But they couldn't make me go to hell. They could, I, I, you may have even had somebody to tell you that. Why don't you just go to hell? Oh, I don't want to learn. I don't have to. Because Jesus a away from me. I chose to give Him my life. I chose to give Him my soul. And I'm happy with what He gave me in return. He gave me eternal salvation. I'm not special. I'm a nobody. But Jesus loved me enough to save me. And He gave you the very same salvation. And He's got it ready Willing and able for you if you'll accept it this morning. You know the very best thing that can happen at church this morning is for you to be saved. We have a wonderful Bible school here. We got some new new kids coming. I can't wait to see you enjoy Bible school. But I'd rather see you enjoy salvation this morning. I'd rather see you big tears rolling down your face saying, Jesus, "Save my soul. If you don't have it, you'll really miss Now let me say this, and I'm going to have Markita come. All you have to do to burn in hell for an eternity is set right where you're at. All you have to do to suffer in anguish. This is what the Bible says. The smoke of their torment ascendeth forever. In other words, if you don't give Jesus your soul... Hell is a place where you suffer for eternity. Forever and ever and ever. And the only thing you have to do to go to hell is sit still. Just don't do a thing. You don't have to be mean to go there. I know they say mean people go to hell. Good people go there too. Simply because they sat and did nothing when Jesus asked them. You feel that on the inside? I've seen some of these folks. I've seen this girl right here. I've seen that one right there. I remember this one specifically. Big tears rolling way down and dropping off her chin on oh, her making her way to the altar. Hell is something you need to be afraid of. Hell is something you need to avoid. And the only way you can avoid it, the only way you can keep from going there is to ask Jesus to be your Savior. Is that not the best thing you ever did, Jarrah? Asking Jesus in your heart, how about you? can okay, isn't that the best thing you ever did was ask Jesus? Wasn't it wonderful? did you feel good on the inside? You can too. You don't have to leave here afraid. You don't have to leave here. Why, it's not been too long ago. Right here sits a fellow made his way just a couple of years ago. Got down right up there. Asked Jesus to come into his life and save him. Best thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. And if it's good enough for dear old dad, it's good enough for you. If it's good enough for you, preacher, it's good enough for you. If it's good enough for a grand ball, it's good enough for you. I like the song we've sung, Tis the old time religion. This new, fagal stuff just won't work. The spotlight, the smoke, the show won't get your children saved. But the love of God, the power of the Spirit, and the conviction that sets on the heart of a man, woman, boy, or girl is enough to get them from earth to glory. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Just as I am. Let's all stand. Now you've already left your pew. The only thing left for you to do is to take the first step. Make your way down. And ask Jesus to save you. You don't want to die and go to that awful place, do you? Why don't you just come? I'll get right down beside of you. I'm gonna be bold here. I believe Marty Coster will get right down beside of you, too. Amen. I believe John Holt would bow his head, close his eyes, and beg Jesus to save you. Rebecca right there it's another deacon. I believe he'd come running if you'd come. I believe he'd come running and get right beside you and say, Jesus, please hear this boy's prayer. Please save we got some fine ladies at Dutch Barns. I believe Lisa'd come. I believe Miss Faye would come. I believe George'd come. I believe Wendy'd come. If you'd just come and you'd ask Jesus to save you, I believe Juanita would come. If you'd just come, do you want to go home afraid? Do you want to go home and not know? What's going to happen when you die? Or do you want to ask Jesus to come in your heart? I don't... A lot of times the Lord will show me kind of which way I need to go. He didn't show me that today, Marty. He just gave me this. And I believe He gave me this for a reason. I believe somebody's lost. I believe somebody needs to be saved. Why don't you come today and call on the Lord? Just come on down here. You can deal anywhere you want to. If you don't want to come here, we'll we'll come right where you're at and you can call on it. It don't matter where you're at. He's nine of them. They're of a broken heart. We'll save such as being a contrite spirit. He'll save you on the altar. He'll save you on the back pew. He'll save you in the parking lot. He'll save you in the middle of the lake. He'll save you at home. He'll save you because that's what he does. He's saved. now are you afraid right now right now is the time to ask you. right now is the time to call on me why don't you come just as you are you don't have to clean up you don't have to try to change yourself you just give your soul to the Lord and he'll do all the work listen you don't go ahead play a little longer I hate to I'm just not ready to go are you he'll do all the work listen I've heard John say come on down son. come on down Right, kneel right here and call on the Lord. Somebody come on pray with this young man. He's troubled. He needs Jesus. Won't you come and call? Pray for him. Well, somebody came. I'm okay. I don't have to now. No, you still need to. You still need the Lord. You still need to be saved. Jesus can save this young man. He can save you too. He's got enough salvation for all humanity. Why don't you come too? Why don't you come right now and ask Jesus to save you? Church, I want you to follow the Lord. I don't believe in dragging, pushing, pulling, but I do believe if the Lord gives you a word to say... You need to come say it. Ethan, you and Tavian, come on up. Pray with this young man. save you. Just talk to him. pour your heart out to him. (coughs) Dear Lord, as we come to you, God, this morning, I pray, God, that you'd be with this young man. He's come before you, God, with an honest heart, knowing, Lord, that he needs you in his life. And I beg you, Lord, that you'd ask him to come in, ask him, Lord, help him, Lord, to ask you to save him, Lord. Help him, Lord, just to trust in you, God. And I pray, Lord, that you'd speak peace to his heart, God. Give him, Lord what he needs, God. Give him, Lord, what he wants and his desires. God, I pray, help him, Lord, to leave here knowing that he's going to heaven when this life is over, God. Help him, Lord, just to trust in you. That's all we can do, Lord. By grace through faith, that's how we get it. We've got to believe on you and call on your name, and you'll give it to us. And I pray, Lord, that you'd have this young man just to call on you, Lord, this morning. Just please, Lord, be with him, help him, God, I pray. Did you ask Jesus to save you, son? Do you feel different on the inside? Mm -hmm. What's your name? Dylan. Dylan, Dylan, I'm glad that you came. I'm proud of you for being brave enough and bold enough to come. Can you stand up? Dylan. Dylan. Can you tell everybody what Jesus did for you?
1: He saved, um, he saved my life. I've been saved once before and I backslid and I just wanted to give my life back to him. And I, I just did it. mean?
0: Did you know this is the place right here? No matter how your life is, this is the place right here.
2: Yeah.
0: This is where you need to be. I appreciate dealing, coming and getting his life straightened out with the Lord. You need to too. I want Dylan to I want Dylan to come back. Be with us. We need everybody. Did you know that? Amen. You love Dylan this morning? All right. We appreciate you. Appreciate him coming and straighten things out with the Lord. Ain't that wonderful?
2: Amen.
0: All right, Dylan, come on back. Come back to Training Union this afternoon. We love to have you. Come back tonight. You know the best thing we can do: go to church. When things don't go our way, go to church. When things are perfect, go to church. In good times and bad times, best place for us is church. Are you glad you're here this morning? All right. Anybody else have anything on your heart? Training union tonight at 5. Come on out. Whether you're 3 or 93, Dawn will welcome you. Come on out and help us. Service at six. Come back tonight and hear the good singing. Who knows? Miss Gregg may sing a song tonight. It's been a while. You need to hear her sing. She'll bless you. All hearts and minds clear. Cake and ice cream after the service. If I can just get you for the cake and ice cream, I'll be happy. <laughs> Cause you'll be at church. All right. You're at liberty until tonight. Come back and be with us.
1: <laughs> we don't care to touch base with Dylan. I will. I was headed back that way. Okay. I will. <laughs>
0: Hey, are you feeling better? I'm doing better. I'm good. I heard you had a six bell. Yeah. Uh, me too. Me too, thank you. I do. I missed. I, I, miss, I miss coming to church. Oh, we missed you. But I, list, I listened on
1: the radio. You know, you know, last Sunday I sat on that couch about all day, and that's what I, I watched and listened
0: to you. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better.
2: Thanks, sir, and I appreciate everybody's presence.
1: In the In the kilometers. Kilometers. When, you when you have good Christian
2: people praying for you, <laughs> that's one of the best things you can have. You know? Yeah, it is. And then
1: to know that they're doing it for you even better. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate it. <laughs> i Maybe we should try
2: to get that you Yeah. I think I'll them i you. I But now, I'm sure
1: that's what she
2: said. I
0: There's three of It's so
2: No, that's why we didn't go out the That's fine. That's when he
0: when Roger comes back, he'll be glad to be careful. He's about as easy going to fellow as you right? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. If somebody leaves we always.
2: That's right. i back I Somebody's brain, I think
0: the more you have on the holidays, the better. I figured, was he a Thank you, madam I wants us to be true. He gets he's broken So maybe he'll come back. This is the second one. Second or third Sunday, baby
1: you know what I mean? And with you. I, I see just the really see him he's, him he's, same,
0: he's, so to The Lord knows everything. You know what I mean? He does little things like that. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. I'm just sure you're oh, so
0: I just appreciate your help.
1: Already. 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 Yeah. I'm talking
2: about a little dog. Not a person. Where's, where's it's, us? it's usually me. I'm talking about a little dog. It's usually me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do what?
0: Probably She's going to leave my dad. the deal and say. It's
1: your responsibility. He said thank you. They hugged me up. He's a sweet boy, isn't he? I do not him He's been
2: here. He was was. He I don't know, what I
0: don't know, I don't know if they brought him over night or not, but the
2: mama...
1: They asked they me, asked me on what
2: class we you go in and they brought we him like the you, you, you just need to use some boots.
1: Was You're good. That's good. That's about the only top I wear. Hey. Now, is
2: are there any kids enjoying church? The they are. Um, they, it was odd. Braxton, well Braxton talked so to me. He's the oldest one. My son uh, was, we go swimming a lot over at Jeff's. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's asking me a lot of questions. Well, now they listen. English.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I was talking to Gary. He's talked to her Sunday school class right. last couple of Sundays. He talked about how, how well they listen and pay attention. Yeah.
2: And
1: then he took oh, okay. the last Wednesday to right, like 11.30 and he said, Hey Dana and I said, Hey Brax and He said, Are you going to church Sunday? And that's when it's called, this this Paston was called so I said, Well I plan on it and he said, May I go with you please. Well, that's good. I'm glad so you're coming. I to, you know, I told Andy, I said, Andy, is this
2: anything about church? And she said, Yeah and I said, Do you want me to get him while you're gone?
1: She said, No, I'm taking him. So. Well I noticed like you
0: know, the days of the week sound, he raised his hand. Yeah.
1: Did he raise it today? Uh, Yeah. It was was on Thursday,
0: I believe, when he raised it. Oh, did he? Mm -hmm. And now I noticed the middle one. He paid attention. Mm -hmm. He never Mm -hmm. missed a word I said this morning. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Brax has
0: not
2: said anything, but I know
1: it's just out of the blue.
0: Well, you know, sometimes they'll do anything they can to fit in until until it's their turn.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, My boys used to
0: help the song leader lead singing. Mm -hmm. You name it. Just whatever they could do until they gave their heart to the Lord. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Andy came and she brought them all to church, didn't I, Molly? And then
2: she came, uh, she came with, I guess, Brayton. He's the youngest. So he's eight
1: now. And I guess he was just like three or so. And they just kind of got out. Bart, her husband, he's never been saved.
2: She has a
0: right sometimes. Yep. I'm hoping they'll just come on and when yeah, Bible okay. school gets here, they'll come on the Bible school. She turned out I saw Randy there today. To I think like Marty did. Marty, did you get the mic on the podium? Okay. How so you didn't sing this morning?
2: No, no, I'm making the same tonight. Marty asked me to. There is
0: that All wedding right. music. So. Yeah,
2: Looking forward
0: to it. Maybe we'll have you a guitar player tonight. Yeah, you
2: know, yeah, it's it's easier to. Well, right. so I'm used to singing with. Well, so far the sun's shining. I used to sing there too. You know, so get the key church. with the piano, but sometimes yeah. it. Yeah. And
1: then two. I'm to hear here for this ear, Marla. I love you, though. Yes. <laughs> I don't
0: know why that is. <laughs> I'll see you tonight.
1: like when you are here he will come from uh, Macedonia Paul was pressed in the spirit and, and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ in other words the Messiah the anointed one verse 6 and when they oppressed themselves it says and blasphemed He shook his raiment and said unto them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean from henceforth, and will go unto the Gentiles. And the Bible says, And he departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshipped God. Whose house joined or to the synagogue? In other words, he didn't go far. He didn't run away. He didn't see the opposition come at him face to face with him. The word there is to prepare for battle. They literally got their battle cure on. They, one writer said, they battled up a face to face movement. But he says he goes. The scripture says he goes to a house of justice and and he joins himself there. And then Crispus, a, a chief ruler of the synagogue, we see Christmas again mentioned in, in First Corinthians. He's one of those that was converted by Paul. He says, very few people I remember who baptized, Crispus was one of them that he baptized in Corinth. But then he says here, and, and he, a ruler of the synagogue, and what did he do? He believed on the Lord with all of his house. In other words, he believed and then all of his house as well followed suit and believed. And then the Bible says, and many of the other Corinthians, hearing God's word, they believed and were baptized. Now, verse 9 shows us and, and tells us of a di- divine manifestation of the Lord. The Lord comes to him multiple times, but he's coming to him now. Listen to this in verse 9. So, <laughs> the Lord to Paul in the night by vision. Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee, and not man, no man rather, shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. Then he says, and he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among the, let's go to the Lord. Father, your word is, is before us. We've read it and your word does not return void and we recognize that you are God and you're in charge. And We say thank you, Lord. And your word is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And Lord, I thank you for it cleaning my life and helping me that I can stand right now before you. But I need you, Lord. I need you to speak through me. I need you to allow uh, your word to be presented clearly this morning. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to be here and for each one of us here. And for those who are listening by radio, Father, we need you. Our nation needs you. We need to repent and return. We need to obey you. And we, but we need to know that there are many who love you in this world. There are multiple people who follow on obedience to your your life and your 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 word and your spirit that you give, us. Father. I thank you for the assurance, the reassurance of your word that there is much people in this city, those who need to be saved. We thank you, Father, for what you can do in this time. For Christ's sake, like we pray. Amen. You may be seated. This this. Scripture is, is a statement of about Paul and his life. Here he is, the walker, the walkabout, the guy who is quick, movement. He, he goes from point A to point B as the Lord leads him. Now, he finds himself now in, a, in, in Corinth. And, and by the way, the word Corinth, it, it even got at that time frame used as a word for licentiousness. In other words, wickedness. They would say, that's a Corinthian. That's a Corinthian act. You know, uh, it, it, it's not a good thing when they said Corinth. You know, you, you're from Corinth? Oh, my goodness. You know, it was, it was a bad way of lifestyle. When they'd see a bad lifestyle, they'd say, he must be from Corinth. Well, here's the thing. This wayfaring man, walking by the leadership of the Holy Spirit, comes and waits in Corinth. One of the wicked places. Do you remember what he did in Athens? He walked around the place and he saw the the idolatry. And he saw the the devotion to to false gods. And he, and you remember he addressed the, the king, the, the high mighty guys that the, what, what you would call the uh, higher echelon of educations, and he and he told them. He says, "Fellas, yeah, you 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 know, you men of Athens, you perceive you know all kinds of things, and you have a lot of religious you know devotion." But he says, "But one thing I found is an altar that is, has the inscription on it to the unknown god." And you remember he preached that about who Jesus was, that he was buried and and he arose again as no one else has done. Well, when he gets in here, he walks through this city in the same movement and he, and he sees... See, here's what I'm getting at. He's not sightseeing. Okay? He's soul winning. You, you, you get me? You understand what I'm saying? Paul's not looking around where he can go take pictures and, and bring back and, and tell the world what he's done. He's going because there's lost people,
2: they need